eco-friendly living. For a lot of people out there, it can seem like a daunting task, one with so many options and paths that you end up feeling overwhelmed and confused instead of inspired and ready to take action. It's hard enough living life today without adding another thing to your plate. That's why I'm here to help. I'm here to pull you out of the societal norms of materialism and overconsumption. I talk about sustainable living, but also things like motherhood, mindfulness, and intentional living. Things that overall help you live a happier, simpler, more eco-friendly life by making small changes in your habits, mindset, and home. This is Kayla Rogers, and you are listening to the Unrooted Mama Podcast. Hey guys, welcome back to another episode of the Unrooted Mama Podcast. So we have a lot to talk about today. This is going to be an intense episode filled with a lot of just climate change, action-packed topics right now. So right now it is super intense within like the climate change sphere. So the sixth IPCC report just came out. If you don't know what that is, it's the Intergovernmental Panel on Climate Change. And pretty much what it is, it's hundreds of scientists that volunteer their time to assess a lot of different publications and works and All in all, like governments and experts will review drafts that these scientists make of the reports. And through this very rigorous and transparent process, the reports are pushed out. So the sixth report of the Intergovernmental Panel on Climate Change just came out and it was one of the most ambitious cycles so far, especially with seeing how far we've come in terms of climate change and how bad things are getting in our world today. So pretty much eight reports reports are going to be released this cycle in three different groups. And then at the end, there's going to be a synthesis report that pretty much goes over everything. And these reports provide up-to-date knowledge and address climate change issues. And they give a scientific basis to inform climate change policies and to kind of update the sustainable development goals. So pretty much the reports from the 6th IPCC report just came out a few days ago, and it pretty much recaps that human influence is the main driver of climate change, which I think most of us knew that already, besides, I guess, the climate change deniers out there. Hi, if that's you, I don't really know why you're on my podcast, but hopefully everybody that's listening to this right now already knows that human influence is a huge driver of climate change, but it's still huge to have like written documentation and further proof of this. So that was like the biggest recap of the report. Um, It also showed that climate change is affecting every single corner of our planet. It's affecting the land, the water and air, in, especially in terms of natural disasters like flood, floods, wildfires, landslides, droughts, melting ice, sea level rise, all of these things are already happening. Um, people are already dying and suffering. And another main point of the 6th IPCC report was that we will definitely hit 1.5 degrees Celsius of global warming within the next 20 years. And in the past, we've kind of hoped that we can keep it underneath this 1.5. But pretty much every single model that came out of this new report with all these scientific methods of the modeling and things like that, there's no way to get around that we won't hit that 1.5 degrees Celsius of warming 
within the next 20 years. And a lot of people are saying that this is a code red for humanity. And I know that sounds terrifying. Um, I try to keep it very positive and upbeat on this podcast. Pretty much every single other episode that deals with sustainable living is approached from a very positive and, you know, grounded point of view. But I really feel like just being a podcast that deals with the sustainability realm at all, I really need to make an episode about this and just inform my listeners about what this is. So I'm not trying to freak anybody out. I'm not trying to go into like climate doomism at all. But it's saying that from the projections, it's a code red for humanity. And again, I think a lot of us already knew that, right? Besides the climate deniers, a lot of us knew that we need to step up our game before shit gets bad. Um, So pretty much in terms of the report, it says that to limit warming to 1.5 degrees Celsius, we have to reach net zero carbon dioxide emissions by 2050, which means that by 2050, we pretty much cannot be pushing out like the amount of greenhouse gases that we are now. Like they have to drastically decrease very, very, very soon. And that drastic reduction of greenhouse gases within this next decade is the only thing that can prevent a climate catastrophe. Every fraction of further heating past that 1.5 degrees Celsius is very, very likely to just accelerate the effects of climate change, which again, the effects of climate change are things like, you know, extreme national disasters like wildfires and droughts and sea level rise and floods, all of these things that are just completely devastating our world. If we increase any more than that 1.5 degrees Celsius, it is just going to greatly accelerate all of those and make all of them so much worse than they already are. Another point of the report was that Earth's natural projections are starting to reach their limit. So pretty much since the year 1960, forests, soil, and oceans have absorbed 56% of all of the carbon dioxide that humanity has been releasing. These are called natural carbon sinks, and it's just pretty much the idea that these natural landscapes absorb a lot of carbon dioxide emissions, which is awesome for us as we keep pumping (laughs) CO2 emissions out like there's no freaking tomorrow, right? But the bad news about this is that they are losing their ability to soak up the carbon since we are destroying them, right? Deforestation. Things like coral reefs really soak up a lot of that carbon and those are being destroyed by the warming of the oceans. There are just a lot of ways that, you know, these natural carbon sinks were starting to destroy them or they've already soaked up so much carbon dioxide that they're starting to reach their limit and they can't absorb as much as they usually do. Speaking of the seas, the report also showed that seas are rising more quickly. They've risen about eight inches total since the year 1990, but that rate has nearly tripled in the last decade. And scientists are saying that they can't rule out a two meter rise, which is the worst case scenario in all models, by the end of this century. 
One more thing to touch on in terms of the um, IPCC report is that methane is getting a lot more attention. Um, emissions largely come from agriculture, waste disposal, and fossil fuel emissions, but methane levels in the atmosphere are currently at their highest recorded that they have been in 800,000 years. And methane, just like carbon dioxide, is very, very, very harmful to global warming and for the atmosphere in general. So there's like a very not so brief, but as brief as I can get it, summary of what this sixth IPCC report is stating. So I know all of that is probably very overwhelming, very scary, and it's hard not to get kind of like frozen with all of this information. So what can we do to mitigate this, right? What can we do to make it better and to stop this in its tracks? The only thing that is going to help this is immediate, rapid, and large-scale cuts of greenhouse gas emissions. This could still help stable the global temperatures around that 1.5 degrees Celsius threshold. That way we don't go over that, which would make the effects of global warming a lot worse. So we can still avoid the worst of the climate change, but we need to act as soon as possible. Like there's no waiting 10, 20 years for politicians to come around. Like we need to act now if this is not going to be a complete global climate disaster. So first I want to start off this portion of the episode by saying that you are not responsible for climate change. So if right now you're getting caught up in the eco-anxiety, you're starting to feel all the stress and it just you're starting to get very nervous and overwhelmed by this, know that 100 companies are responsible for 71% of global greenhouse gas emissions. And the carbon emissions of the top 1% of the wealthiest in the world are greater than the poorest half of the world. Like the the 1% of the richest population contribute more to global warming than the poorest 50% of the population. So unless you are that top 1% or you are one of the 100 companies that are responsible for 71% of greenhouse gas emissions, please do not stress or feel guilty for anything. Please do not think that yeah, you need to be stressing about this or feeling the weight of this on your shoulders alone. So this November, the UK is hosting the 26th UN Climate Change Conference of the Parties, which is commonly known as COP26. This is happening between the 31st of October and the 12th of November in this year, 2021. And this is our best chance and likely our last chance to convince countries around the world to take action proportionate to the scale of this climate crisis. Countries need to be convinced to phase out of coal, invest in renewable energy sources, and stop deforestation. Now that the IPCC has pushed out actual evidence that show, hey, we are the ones causing climate change and this is what's going to happen if we don't get our stuff together, the politicians need to take action. The people that are at this COP26 agreement need to really take it seriously this time and countries really need to start making change. So as an individual listening to this, it can be like, okay, well, obviously I'm not a politician going to the COP26 agreement, so what can I do? It's really important to 
take this time in the next few months before this agreement to tweet, email, and call our political leaders. Take action in our community, talk with friends and family, share all about this on social media. We need to make as much noise as possible, right? We need to tell our leaders and our politicians that we take this seriously and that we are going to hold them accountable, right? Politicians are literally elected by us as the citizens to represent our needs and concerns. That is their one job to you know, represent us and take care of their country. So it is time that we make those concerns and needs known to them, right? And obviously most of them are probably already tracking this, but it's, you know, as easy as it sounds like, oh, we need to invest in renewable energy. We need to phase out of coal. We need to stop chopping down all of these forests. It's really I mean, obviously, that's how countries have ran in the past. That's been the norm in the past. And, you know, I'm sorry to say it. I hate that I have to say this about my country. But places like where I live right now in the U.S. do not take this seriously. They care more about coal and what is going to drive capitalism. You know, that's what they care about the most. And that's what this podcast is all about, unrooted, going against the grain, going against these hurtful societal norms. So we really need to make noise and everybody in the sustainability and eco-friendly living community need to rise together to tell our leaders and our politicians exactly what we think about all this and how important this really is to us. There is no room for climate deniers within politics anymore. Like there is this hard evidence that is being pushed out by these IPCC reports that literally show, hey, everybody's saying that this was fake and that this was, you know, a hoax created by the Chinese. Literally, here is the hard evidence. Here are the hard facts that what we are doing is hurting our country and that if we don't act now, it will be a complete disaster. So again, on the individual level, it is just so important that you find who your politicians are, who our leaders are, and make sure to do whatever you can to reach out to them and tell them how important this is to you. We can also keep doing what we're doing in terms of making waves in our communities and our social circles by making eco-friendly changes in our lives. Like, again, us switching to reusable bags versus the plastic bags is not alone going to change, but really starting to be intentional with what we buy and what kind of companies we give our money to. Obviously, the biggest thing that needs to happen is, you know, at the larger scale at this COP26 agreement, leaders really need to start taking it seriously and agreeing to make huge changes within the infrastructure of countries. But on a lower level, we still can take action and make changes in our lives. And those are, you know, I feel like it's more important now than ever to step up and tell companies what we will no longer accept. So being really mindful about the things that we buy and the places that we purchase from and the companies that we support. And I know that this isn't possible for everybody. So again, I don't want anybody to feel guilty if you do have to buy like, you know, 
things from companies that are not sustainable. But if you're in a position to purchase sustainable products or even to like hold off and try to not buy a lot of new items, I feel like it's very important to send messages to companies loud and clear that we need sustainable practices and that we need companies that care about this climate change and take it seriously. Another thing that you can do if you want to help more on an individual scale is start eating more plant-based. The IPCC report talked a lot about methane and just all of the different greenhouse gas contributions that the agriculture industry contributes to. And I know that it's not possible for everybody to eat plant-based or vegan all the time. That's just not accessible for everybody. But if it is possible within your lifestyle to consume less meat and to consume more local and plant-based foods, if you can even just incorporate more of those into your diet, that is a really good step too. So again, we can reach out to our leaders. We can tweet, email, call them, whatever that you can do. You can write snail mail if that's what you're into. Talk to your friends and family. Take action within your community and keep doing you in terms of making sustainable swaps and making eco-friendly changes in your life that will help you feel a little less powerless, right? And again, I'm not telling you to go out there and make sustainable changes because it's your fault and the climate is gonna just absolutely erupt if you don't switch to reusable bags. But me personally, it makes me feel like I am doing something when I make these small changes and when I keep on being really adamant about like recycling and composting and mindful shopping and all of those things, it helps my eco-anxiety tremendously to make these small steps. So if you're, again, if you're overwhelmed by the reports and all of the doomsday climate talk, keep making those small changes in your life. Keep doing the sustainable and eco-friendly habits that will make you feel like you're slowly making a difference. And by all means, again, this is a short like 20 minute episode, so I really can't go super in depth about anything unless I want this to be like five hours long. But research about the IPCC reports and the COP26 agreement and do your own research in terms of climate change and what all of this means because there are so many great resources out there and really just so much that this all entails that I can't even begin to cover within this episode. So this is kind of the brief overview or the little 20 minute recap of this sixth IPCC report, what it means, what we can do about it. Um, Yeah, so I hope that this did not leave you feeling too doomsday-ish. I hope that you have the action steps that you need and just know that I support you 100% and I'm sending you all the love and again don't get caught up with the negative emotions that this is probably bringing up in you I know it's very overwhelming it's very stressful but it's not productive to stay in that scared fearful mindset right I feel like that makes so many people just freeze up and not be able to take any action at all so instead just use this as a driving factor for you to finally call your politicians for you to finally tweet Joe Biden and tell him how important it is to start, you know, reverting to renewable energy and, you know, not subsidizing new fossil fuel projects, which that's a huge one. I don't know why, you know, especially with all the new research that is coming out, I don't know why we're even entertaining new fossil fuel projects and pipelines and things like that. So really, this is just the time to 
use everything that we have learned in it take this and use it as a driving factor to make a lot of noise because the more of us that make noise about this the more politicians will actually realize how big of a deal it is the more companies will realize how big of a deal this is to us and the more likely it is that they will actually change and create this change on a large scale like we need. So yeah, I hope that you learned something today. I hope that this wasn't too confusing. Again, there's a lot to cover when it comes to these reports. And if I would have went super, super in detail, this episode would have been extremely long. I kind of just wanted to give the brief overview. So again, I hope that you learned something. I hope that this helped you just gain a better understanding of the IPCC report and what we can do as individuals to help avoid this like code red for humanity disaster that this report suggests we might be heading towards. So again, thank you so much for tuning into another episode of the Unrooted Mama podcast. And until next time. 